This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast, episode 17, with Austin Yoakum and Greg Ebosher. You don't try and build a wall. You don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick has ever been laid. There will not be one brick on this earth that has been laid better than this brick. And you do that every single day, and soon you have a wall. Absolutely love that. Um, Will Smith, um, that's a quote from him. And if you're not aware of who Will Smith is, you probably live under a rock. But uh, Will Smith is one of, probably my, one of my favorite actors of all time. And um, he's really just, with our quote, he's really just kind of describing the process um, of how you achieve any sort of dream, vision, uh, goal that you've set for yourself. And um, our guest that we have today is a former wide receiver for University of Wisconsin Stout, um, absolute beast of a college football player, wide receiver. Um, tried to go play in the NFL upon graduation. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but that's what's kind of got him into training and the career path he's in now. Um, he's a beast. He was Austin's trainer for a couple of years while Austin was in college and Austin interned under him. And um, his, his motto in his business and in his life is, is laying that brick, is lay the brick and lay it perfectly. And then before you know it, you'll be looked back and you have built a wall. And his name is Trevor Morning. So Trevor, it's awesome to have you on the podcast, man. It's good, I, been good to meet you. Nice to meet you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's pretty good. a good time. I'm excited to have you in. Um, like Greg mentioned, uh, Trevor's my trainer for my junior and senior year of kind of when we took that big step in my football career path of like, we're going to commit to this and like really change who you are as a football player. And it was a big, like big change. Like I got to ETS and the first day, and I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about like a lot of athletes, but the first day of the warm up like just fucking smoked me. And I was like, I thought I was in good shape and like ready for all this. And I was yeah. shot. I was like, Oh man. And Trevor's like, yep. Now the workout starts, but <laughs> just, I don't know. Just, it's awesome to have you in studio and like able to talk uh, after seeing that whole progression and everything that you helped me with. So I'm really excited. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. So let's go, let's go to the beginning, man. Like, where are you from? I grew up in, uh, actually from Wisconsin, um, from a small town, Bloomer. It's like north of Eau Claire, really small, 3,000 people. Kind of grew up on a farm with my uh, grandparents. So my mom was, uh, she was actually 17 when she had me. Oh, really? Yeah, so she had, uh, she had me when she was 17, going to be 18. Um, it's kind of a little side story behind that. She was actually a D1 softball player, and then she got pregnant with me. So that's kind of a little side story. So sorry, Mom. <laughs> so she had me uh, when I was 17, had my brother when she was 18, had my sister when she was 19. So we had a, I have a huge family back home, which I'm a big family guy, so it's awesome to go back and see them. Um, she actually lives like 30 minutes north of my hometown now, so it's nice to go back and de-stress and see the family and For just sure. kind of, you know, get away from hectic life. So mm -hmm. I grew up there and then uh, ended up at Stout, like you said. So you're always, you're always playing sports growing up? Yeah, I, from when I was two, I probably had a ball coming out of the womb probably <laughs> <laughs> in my hands. So I love, love sports since I grew up. I played basketball, football, basketball, and baseball since I was probably four years old. Mm -hmm. um, my dad played at Stout, actually, sort of my uncle, wow. he played football there. Um, my dad played football and basketball at Stout. 
Um, so that's kind of, you know, my whole family has been involved around sports. Right. I mean, my brother's a year younger than me, so he's been kind of my best friend and we've been battling back and forth since we were, again, yeah. four or five years old. So we played sports up until, you know, me since college and a little after, but, you know, we played all the way through high school and that kind of, you know, I didn't really see myself. I actually kind of wanted to be in like the, the Marines or the army coming out of school. And then obviously I was good enough to play at the next level yeah so it kind of brought me on to stout and i actually obviously kind of grew up in that you know in that area, area right? so it's kind of nice to like you know that's kind of why i went there it was kind of like i felt like home mm-hmm. you know and like stout's not very far from bloomer but right. you know my dad played there and my uncle played there and i went to games all the time yeah and i mean it just it was comfortable blue me. devils yeah blue devils yeah yeah so it was, it was comfortable for me so that's kind of why you know i went there and it was just you know place I kind of like to call home so. for sure for yeah. sure so yeah. then um you played for four years tell us a little about your college football experience like what was the program like what was the coach you played under and yeah I played under uh, coach Birmingham um he was awesome guy um you know we had a really like blue collar right you know mentality kind that's, of team because that's kind of stouts I feel like that's kind of their role especially within the why because yeah. why when you were there especially that was when whitewater was sick yeah they were and it was hard i mean like the yx tough I yeah mean, like you'd be kind of like you have your top three to four teams and that are everybody else kind of beats up on each other but right i mean you have the whitewater i think they won they won a national championship two of the four years i think mm-hmm. when i was there mm-hmm. and we almost beat them my senior year and sophomore year but yeah that was that was tough mm-hmm. but it was awesome i mean like the coaches there the staff there was awesome mm-hmm. i mean i met some of my best friends, you know, there that are still my good friends today. And I mean, like, I tell all my kids this too. I mean, like, when especially when they go off to college and like, it's like college be the best time of your life. Yeah. I mean, like, you're gonna have high school friends, but again, like, you get to college, you know, obviously live it up in a good manner, but you right. know, it's gonna be the best time of your life. And that's, you know, football is awesome. I mean, like, you learn a lot from just playing football and life in general. Right. And, like some, another thing I tell the kids too, it's like, you're not gonna, most of you guys aren't gonna play college sports. So it's like, you know, don't take it for granted. I mean, like, you're going to learn a lot from being in high school and then going to school. Right. You know, but those life skills, too, that we, you know, character development that we, you know, distill into our athletes, too, of, like, okay, you need to learn how to work hard and do this and that. Like, that's going to transfer a long ways to, Absolutely. you know, beyond sports. Mm-hmm. Whether you like play that. football or basketball, you know, beyond. So. Right. Yeah, I like that, that the point of not, like, taking it for granted. You know, yeah. like, even the high school guys that aren't going to go to the next level that don't realize that and they're just yeah. kind of like they play this game and it's, it's it was fun but they don't really realize how finite that is and then the same yeah. thing for the college guys that aren't going to take it to the next level or they, they don't make it you know just realizing and instilling in them that like time is finite like your opportunities in this realm are super yeah. finite like what are yeah. you going to do to take advantage of them yeah dude I remember I, just the other day so I live right by St. Thomas and there yeah. was a there was a football camp there all week and we were, my roommates and I went and worked out in the morning yesterday, and we saw all the kids out there. It's like 90 degrees out. They got their helmets on. They got their pads on. They're, it's like, man, I, wow, do I miss that. Yeah. And it sucked. It was hot, brutal, but just, yeah, it's so fun. It goes so fast. Yeah. I mean, like, life is short. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of look back and like, God, I graduated like five years ago already. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know anybody that's still playing anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like some of the coaches, but it's like, God, it goes by so fast. I mean, like, you got to kind of cherish it yeah, man. along the ways. And I mean, like I said, it's going to be the best time of your life. And you meet 
some of the best people in your life. So yeah. it was a, it was a good time. It was a awesome experience. And good. I mean, I got to play sports at the next level with, you know, some of my best friends. So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So at, at Stout, you kind of, you're kind of a beast there. <sighs> I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I want to know a little bit about like one, your, your on field, like play and then your training in that time a little bit yeah. of like, was it what you're doing now? Like, was it pretty old school and it was just like, you're showing up and just grinding or how was that? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, it's like the first time I ever like lifted in my life was my junior year when I was 17 years old. Like first time I've ever touched a weight in my life. So like, I've been doing like push-ups and sit-ups, but like yep. never trained. And when I got to college, I would like never worked out. Like I'm just a person of like, Hey, you're going to go no matter what you do, you're going to go in and you're going to bust your ass. You're going to work harder than everybody and be the hardest worker in the room flat out so I went in I trained and we trained under um, Shane Connup he was our he's our D-line coach and he was awesome I mean he was great coach um, and I mean I got I didn't I probably gained like probably five pounds but again like just my overall explosiveness and how we trained um, was very I mean we did a lot of Olympic lifting which I have never been accommodated to like I've never Olympic lifted I never power clean hang clean nothing Jeez. like I just kind of like Okay, I watched this guy do it. And then you gotta go. go. I'm gonna go and do it. Yep. Like, all right, cool. He's lifting heavy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do it. So, um, I mean, it was great. I mean, it wasn't probably, you know, I wish I knew more, you know, back then than I do now. You know, I, I'm not, I don't know anything now. I kind of still think I'm, you know, just a peon still, not very smart. But you know, okay, like what we did back then. Like I wish I would have knew. Yeah. Back then, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I got into training with Ryan and ETS was back when my sophomore year in college when I started and that's when I kind of that like light bulb flicked on like training with him and I was like oh so you started training with Ryan in your sophomore year of college yeah so like I trained like we did so we worked with him which kind of through like my freshman year and sophomore year and then like going in, going into my sophomore year of college like in the summertime and then going into my junior year going into my senior year is when I trained with Ryan oh, in okay. ETS so I've been with Ryan since literally the beginning back to yeah, that's like 2011 like yeah since he had his like 1100,000 square foot space and then eventually expanded but like from the beginning like we were like same thing like I didn't know anything like Blizz was my college quarterback who's our director of Menominee now he's like hey you need to check this guy out and I was mm. like he literally I messaged him on Facebook when Facebook was kind of <laughs> up and coming a little bit and I was like hey I want to come and train with you messaged him when I was over there and I'm like, God, this is exactly what, what I need. need. And it was honestly like a light bulb. I was like, wow, this is legit. Like I've never felt better. I've never played better. And that's kind of what really kind of elevated me to like play better and just feel overall better. Mm -hmm. And from there, just every year, every summer, I was like, yeah, I'm going back. I'm, I mean, I, I lived in Bloomer and I drove to Woodbury I was gonna ask four days drive. a week. How yeah, it was hour and 20 minutes there so like it was so we would start at the beginning of june so we go at the beginning of june all the way until i mean camp we probably left like august 2nd ish mm -hmm. august 3rd mm -hmm. um so we were there for like eight weeks and i would drive four days we were monday tuesday thursday friday two hours four thirty. i worked from 6 a.m till 1 30 2 o'clock and i would leave right away you worked from 6 a.m to 1 32 o'clock and yeah. then you drive two hours Two. Drive about an hour and 20 minutes there, train for two hours, drive an hour 20 back, four days a week for eight weeks till the season started. And what were you doing for work? Um, 
I worked at uh, <laughs> I actually worked at Line and Kugel's Brewery for nice. one summer. That's awesome. Yeah. So I actually worked there, and then I um, just did some odds and ends jobs for a buddy of mine. Sure, but like dad. manual labor stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my, you must yeah, have so been it was, exhausted. It was uh, it was a grind, but I mean, like, that's, I got, I was like, I loved oh, it yeah. so much. Like, I was yeah. like, I kind of look forward to that. I was like, yeah, I'm working, I'm making making money, making ends meet, and I'm like, I get to go do something I love to do. Yeah. And like, I love, I mean, the drive was kind of yeah. shitty, but <laughs> driving, you know, three hours round trip, but it was <laughs> like, I look forward to it, get my ass kicked, and yeah. like, it was the best time of my life. That's one of the things, though, if you if you really want to make it, you're going to do whatever it takes That's to right. get there. You know, like that hour and a half, you know, like it sucks, but you yeah. were willing to make that sacrifice to get a different award yeah and i knew like when i trained i was there the first day and like that summer i'm like i'm not going anywhere else yeah this is and that's kind of you know what kind of sprung me to kind of understand like what i wanted to do right like i want to do what he does yeah because i know how much impact that he had on me and ryan had on me and ets had on me like i want to do that like that's what i want to do and that was just kind of kind of how it all got started with me wanting to kind of do this and get into strength conditioning yeah Okay. 100%. Yeah, I would imagine so. Like a guy who's that committed to it has got the passion for it. Yeah. I mean, I just I just love it. I mean, yeah, like I just awesome. eat it, eat, sleep, shit, everything. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of it. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just who I am and what I do. And yeah. I mean, it's, you know. Quite well. Yeah. Absolutely. It's awesome. So you were you were in that, um, after your senior year, you were in the combine class, correct? Yeah. So after my senior year, I talked with Ryan. I actually got a invite to the regional combine down in Indianapolis. Yep. And that was, I mean, I mean, obviously there's guys that are a lot taller than me. I'm about five, nine, maybe five, 10 on a good day, you know? So I was kind of limited a little bit with guys, but you know, I mean, I just knew that I had a drive. Like, Hey, I wanted to play in the NFL. Like, yeah. just get a chance. Like just even just, a, if I don't make it as long as I can try, like, I just, I just want to try it and mm-hmm. see if I can do it. So I reached out to him and like, Hey, I got a combine date at the end of March. So I trained with him, and I lived in Menominee at this time, so I would drive four days a week for three months and train with him after after the season was done, just kind of leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. That's kind of how I got to meet Adam and kind of how he got, a, got involved, and I got involved with him a little bit. You're saying Adam Thielen. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so him and I kind of met at that, that point because that was his first year in the league Okay. when it was his rookie year, and that's kind of how him and I met – that was kind of his like first official off season, um, so him and I met then and kind of you know, kind of came full circle to now and how we became good friends and I mean, have the gym down in Lakeville now, so it's uh, it was a good time. I mean, it was a big learning experience, especially playing with guys that make you're going from high school to college. It's a big step, but college step. When you take that other step, it's when they say next level. I mean, it sounds cliche as it is, but yeah, it's it's literally <laughs> you're playing against guys that are like the best of the best in the world. Yeah. And granted, there are some guys there that were not very good, but there are guys there that were, you know, playing at Alabama, Virginia Tech, to Marshall, to Ohio State, to Wisconsin, to Minnesota, to all these places, Indiana. I mean, these guys are playing at high level, Mm -hmm. you know, playing at high level football, and you're playing with them Mm -hmm. on the same field. You know, being 5'9 and 5'10, these guys are 6'3, 6'4, running faster than you. I'm just like, a little outmatched a little bit. (laughs) But it was a good time. I mean, it was an awesome experience, and it was, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, kind of what got me into coaching, too, was, you know, after that was done. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question is when that ended, what was 
what were you look? Did you know right away? Like as soon as the NFL dream was kind of over, you're like I'm doing this, or was it like a little bit of lostness, or how how did that go? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I was honestly kind of lost because, I mean, I, from like we talked in the beginning, like since I was four, like I was sports. Yeah, that's literally what it was. I didn't go a day without playing basketball, football, baseball my whole life, and I was kind of done. And I'm like, kind of in that you know period of like I don't I don't know if this is gonna work out. I don't know what's gonna go on. Um, so that's when I kind of, when I kind of knew, I'm like, okay, this is going to be, you know, it's probably not going to pursue, you know, the way I wanted to. Yeah. So when that summer came, I actually reached out, um, to my old high school and head coach and another coach, um, in Chittack. And I reached out, I'm like, Hey, I want to like kind of switch gears a little bit. You know, I can't do, you know, I'm not going to be able to play anymore. So what did you study in college? Uh, health, wellness, and fitness, like kinesiology. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I have a business minor too and a coaching minor. Okay. So when I did that in the summer, and so I trained their programs, and I probably had you know, like a couple hundred kids at their high school and then Shatak High School. And this uh, is all on your own, just like you. Yeah, it was kind of through. It was with Ryan, like with ETS. So okay. like I was kind of like a you know kind of like a self contractor. Yeah. Like through them, so like I ran their strength and conditioning program at mm-hmm. the school for that summer and Shatak for the summer. Um, just to make money because I knew I was going to go back. So Coach Berm actually wanted me to come back and help coach receivers. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I was kind of lost. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know what out. I wanted to do. And he's like, come back and help coach. And, you know, and that's, he's like, come back and help coach and, you know, help with the self, you know, strength and conditioning. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. Like, sweet. That's exactly what I want to do. I got to be around my buddies too that were younger than me, which yeah. is a, kind, of, kind of different too, coaching the kids that have, <laughs> I actually played with so yeah. that was kind of interesting but so I did that for the summer I came back and coached um, and then I finished up my business minor and my coaching minor oh, at okay. that time for that was kind of going into my year five so I finished my four years got my kinesiology health wellness and fitness major and then I got my business and coaching minor while I was there so I was like you know I'm going to be coaching might as well do it. I might as well I only had like 14 credits left. <laughs> yeah, so, you're so I was like, you know what, I'll just kind of crank out and I can yeah. get, you know, actual coaching minor and business minor. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. I mean, like, have strength and conditioning, kinesiology, that background with business. I mean, you can do a lot of things with yeah, business yeah. and coaching, same thing, if I don't want to go into coaching. So I kind of like opened up my avenue and, yeah. you know, horizon. I'm like, I can go any route. For sure. So, so that was kind of when that season was done. I mean, after that, then it was, then it was another kind of like, what do I do? Yeah. Kind of thing. So I finished up that year, uh, my fifth year and got everything done. And then that summer I went back again and did all the strength and conditioning with both the schools again. And then after that was done, it was kind of another, like, what do I do? So it was like, after that, I honestly just moved up all my stuff out of my hometown, small town boomer and moved to Minneapolis on a whim. Really? Like after, yeah, it was, uh, I helped my, one of my buddy's dads, like I was done with strength and conditioning at the schools and I was like, okay, I, I, what do I do? And he wanted me to come back and coach and I was like, I'm not, you know, yeah. not getting paid a ton. Yeah. I mean, I can't live off of it. I didn't really want to get my master's at that, that time there. So I was like, you know, kind of iffy on it. And I actually like, <laughs> I actually hauled like water from wastewater treatment center, like water to fields for like two months. And like worked, yeah, and like a farm for two months just got to make money and just kind of really figure out what I wanted to do. Okay. And so what, I, what did you like, what processes did you use to help figure out what you really wanted to do? And honestly, like what Ryan was kind of my big mentor. Like yeah. he, 
I knew I wanted to be back, you know, in the cities. And I knew what I wanted to do. Like I had to kind of move to like a bigger city. I mean, Bloomer is small. Like I could probably, you know, make ends meet there. But I knew like where I wanted to go and the impact that I wanted to make. I needed to kind of get a bigger. Yeah, kind of get in a bigger demographic. Yep. Too. So him and I were in contact quite a bit and just like, like, hey, like, do you have any openings or like, can I come back and help out? You know, what can I do to kind of get my foot in the door? Sure. And he just like, hey, just come over here and. And this, this is when he's, because what people see like ETS now is like they're all over, but this is when it's just the one spot of. Yeah, this was just one spot in Woodbury. Yeah. I mean, this was like, we had like, I'm sure like Ryan probably had, you know, that like, I want to down the road, like yeah. there's people that want to do it, but like, it was like just Woodbury. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I was like, you know what? I literally went on Indeed and I found a job and I did personal training. I moved over here. I lived with my cousin. And she lived in Uptown. I she had a one bedroom, and a den apartment in Uptown that was like eight hundred square feet. And I lived <laughs> in a room. I shit you like not. This that size. Was, that was probably like ten by ten. <laughs> I had my bed, and like I lived there, and like that was like I gotta start somewhere. So I literally, on a whim, took this personal training gig in North Loop, and I met with um, his name is John Kugel at the um, down in. Um, that and fit body down in uh, okay. North Loop there area yeah. just to do, like PT stuff. Mm -hmm. So I literally started there for like five months. I'm like, I just gotta get in somewhere. Yeah, over here. start training people. So I just started training. So I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I started training. And I was there for probably five months, and then I reached out to Ryan and we kept in contact. And he's like, hey, I got this gig up in Maple Grove for you to go and work with. You know, the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade Maple Grove football players. And I'm like, done. Like, yeah, that's your. And yeah. I'm, I'll do it. So that was. I did personal training and then after you know those four months that kind of kicked in in January I did that for three four months and then Ryan and Adam kind of approached me we kind of talked like hey we want to expand yep you know in some route and I was like like what's you know what do you want to do like where do you want to go and whatnot and he's like you know would you want to be the one to run the gym and I was like fuck yeah I do he even got asked me twice yeah. and I was like yeah I would love I mean like. That'd be awesome. And like if we're looking in this area, um, down Lakeville. Actually, we were originally like in Apple Valley. It was like our first. They actually signed the lease in Apple Valley. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. So when I when I joined on to be um, interning, I met um, Ryan in Apple Valley at the location that was supposed to be the spot. Yeah, I remember when you did that. Yeah, and we got there. Um, and this is another good story. Is just the type of guy that Ryan is. For this interview, I sat down with him, shook his hand. He's like. I'm not bullshit. I'm not no bullshit. I did my fucking research. You're hired. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I already, I already did my research. Yeah. Like you're done. I, I remember. Like, wow. Because I remember we were sitting getting breakfast, and I think we had worked out or something in the morning. And you, obviously, this kid doesn't ever dress up in a suit, and he's wearing a suit. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, I got this interview today. I'm like, I'm super nervous. I'm a, like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, this guy's big time, and this job is big time. If I get this, I get to train for free, and I get to, like, interns would be amazing. It's like, yeah, dude, that's actually awesome. Like, let's see how it goes. And was, then, yeah, like you said, I was, like, stressing hard about this, like, out. intern, and, like, like what yeah. am I going to say to him? Yeah. And the first thing, he just shakes my hand, and he's like, I, 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 don't, I'm done, I don't bullshit, like, you got this. And I was like, oh, my, I, dude, those was the first words he said to me. I was yeah. like, was all pretty, right. And then he came to me the next day, and I was like, how'd it go? He's like, dude, I got it. He <laughs> told me right away, too. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so was, yeah. yeah, so we were there, and then they found the spot in Lakeville. Yep. And then he came back to me. He's like, "Hey, we got this. We just signed for Lakeville. 
here you go. And yeah. I was like, awesome. Like, I'm like, this is like, my dream is kind of slowly kind of Happening. evolving, yeah. you know, and it took time for the last years and I haven't even touched the facility yet. So it's kind of finally came to fruition a little bit, you know, in the probably like May, June. That's why I quit my job doing a personal training up in the cities, um, up there. And then kind of just literally from the beginning, I mean, I, when you started Austin, I mean, we kind of just literally from bringing in equipment into the gym from literally day one to when we, well, we were in the parking. Do you remember the parking lot workouts? Yeah, yeah. yeah we were training. So we were training Lakeville soft hockey at the at Hasi Arena outside in the, the parking lot. Our place because wasn't, we had, wasn't we opened had, up yet. Yeah, we had we probably were there for like two three weeks of training in the parking lot just with bands, just any body really? weight. Really? Yep. Just There's body probably weight. like 30, 30 guys, thirty yeah, kids. Thirty kids. Yeah, from Lakeville soft hockey program that we worked with, no from the way. high school program. Yeah. So we trained them for like two to three weeks out there until like we had like. Okay, we got the gym. We had turf, dumbbells, racks, benches. That was it. Yep. And I, okay, perfect. That's all we need. So, like, then it finally started to come in, you know, come, like I said, fruition a little bit. And, okay, then we got the signage up and, like, you know, everything else built in. Wow. And finally kind of. So, it literally started from the ground up. I didn't know that. I thought that you were going into, like, a big old shebang. I never knew this. No, this Well, that was, I mean, like, we had, like, Woodbury was still going, but this was, like, our first kind of branch off. Oh, wow. From the gym. So, it was. You know, like, like this was only like three years ago. Yeah, it'd be yeah. actually um, officially like three years, like technically July fifth. So like this coming week, no like three way. years. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's probably three years since we trained them. Oh yeah, for sure. Because we were we started up in June. Yeah, um, June sometime, like middle of June ish. Yep. Yeah, but like officially, like G- July fifth was like our first. Like July fifth, I remember to the day was the first day we had. The boys in the gym. Yeah. Okay. So and we had. Uh, I just remember the day day one we got to this just like empty spot. And uh, Trevor, it was you, me, uh, Adam Thielen, Caitlin, um, Ryan. Crazy. Uh, who there's a couple other people there, uh, but we we just had to, we set everything up that day. Like we spent like ten hours setting this whole place up. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Do you remember the setup of the racks? We had to keep moving the racks back and, back forth, and forth. Cause yep. we weren't sure we weren't sure what the best yeah. setup and best look. We changed. So like, oh we had to push these heavy ass like racks. We were changing the racks and trap our deadlift platforms back oh. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Probably three times a piece, just push them back. Okay, we like them here, no we don't. Push them back. We like them here, no we don't. Yeah. Push them back. Damn. No we don't. So we push like It was between back and it was between Adam and Ryan. Adam and Ryan were uh talking. Adam Dillon. Yep. And like they, they were star Adam Dillon. Yeah. And they were pointing yeah. One way or the other, and they couldn't decide which one they liked, and then yeah. they finally decided. But yeah, we had to move these racks back and forth. Yeah. That's hilarious, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, so now Adam Dillon wasn't Adam Dillon at this point either. He was. I mean, he was. I mean, that was his going into his second year. So I mean, he made the practice about his first year, and then right. This his second year, he made his the fifty three. Yeah, right. he made the fifty three man roster. Uh, but obviously, like you know, now I mean, now like, he's, yeah, I mean, he was, I and mean, he's one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. Like, he's just a normal, yeah, he normal is. guy. Besides being, be, uh, you know. Appears to be, I, I've never talked with him, but yeah, in interviews, he's just a yeah. humble. He's a, he's a down-to-earth, yeah. just normal guy. Like, if you'd see him on the street, you would, you never, would never know. know. Exactly. Yeah, like That's back like, in the day, you see him on the street, like, you don't know. But now, obviously, you see him, like, I mean, he's a pro bowler. Yeah. It's like, people know him, but like, he's just a normal, regular guy. Yeah. Like, you and me. And like, mm-hmm. he's... Besides being a hell of a football player. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, he's just a normal dude. But I mean, that was like his kind of up and come was around right. that time. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You guys were a part of that. Wow. Yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool. I'm getting a little history lesson here. On <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, okay. Where do we want to go next? I just want to go into like dive into more of like if you, if you, if you really want something, you, you go and do it. You know, like this yeah. is the thing, like Trevor said, you, like, you just packed all yourself up and you went yeah. because you, you had the direction um, of this is what I want to do. These are the steps, like just because these are the steps I have to take to get to where I want to go. Yeah. The, these are the steps like I have them written out. They're not pretty. They're not what I want to do right away, but you know you have to do them, and then you go and do them. Instead of we talked a little bit before the podcast of like a lot of people think about what they have to do and they get scared of what they have to do, and it's not exactly what they want to do right away. But you took that step and you did it. I think that's a, that's a big takeaway message. I think that a lot of people, right. I think, can take something out of. What what was like your mindset of just doing that, like? Yeah, how did you just do that? Like, what what were you thinking about? Like, you just said you want to move to the cities. I mean, I just knew that I needed to kind of get out of the, the small town. I mean, like, I just knew, like, okay, if I want to really just become who I am, and I feel that, like, you know, God had kind of gave me a platform, like, now of, like, okay, I can't play anymore, but what I learned and what, you know, football taught me and sports taught me, like, I can kind of deliver that to, you know, other kids. And I'm like, if I want to do that on a bigger scale – and really impact a lot of kids like I could do that in my hometown like eventually that'd be awesome to kind of you know impact back there and like now we actually work with um Shatek again which is kind of cool um but like you know back in that area I just knew like okay if I'm really gonna do this I need to I need to up and move like yeah. I need to move and then my cousin <laughs> Caitlin she was just like hey like you can come and live with me and I'm like sure I'm like that's let's do it I gotta go over there and I literally searched a job and I got that PT job and the rest is history from there. I mean, it was just kind of, I mean, like now, like when I started at the gym, I mean, like my mentality was just like, I mean, you just gotta, I mean, you gotta fucking do it. Like yeah. you have zero fucking choice. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you don't, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, it, it's going to live or die off you. And we talked a little bit, of, uh, a lot about this. It's like taking away that little bit of a safety net. It yeah. seems like that's kind of what one point you're making is like getting away from that hometown. And this was big for me too, is like getting away from where I felt comfortable and where like, yeah, there's a little bit of, I, I could coast through there and we could succeed there, but how about we yeah. take that jump into something, we cut out that safety net, and then, like you said, yeah. live or die. Like, you either make it happen or you drown. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the mentality, like, right away. I mean, like, you have a gym, I'm like, you, get, you have right now. I mean, like, it's going to live or die for you. Yeah. I mean, like, that's plain and simple. Like, you got to kind of, yeah, you got to eat shit, you got to eat the pavement. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, like, I slept at the gym God knows probably seven to 10 times, like in the beginning, putting 80, 90 hours a week in, like you have zero choice. Like you want it to be succeed as much as you want. I mean, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. Like you're going to all this work uh, nine to five and hopefully guys come into the gym and see it. I mean, do kids happen to do that? Yeah, sometimes. But again, it happens by what you do in the gym, right. like behind the four walls, like we have here. Yeah. I mean, like people come in because of that. Right. So it's like, it's, what are you going to put into it? You're gonna get out of it. Well, then, yeah, that initial sacrifice of yeah. realizing like it, it's gonna go somewhere, but it's gonna take a lot of laying those bricks to get to that point of where you want to get there. You know, like it's yeah. not it, nothing just happens. And like you said, like if you work that nine to five, yes, maybe you get lucky and a couple people show up, and then you have that, and you're just coasting through. But you're never really gonna make that step. You're never really gonna do it unless you go balls to the walls. You know, like commit yeah. to it. Yeah, and that's what we did. I mean, like with like you know our motto of commit, overcome, conquer, that's yeah. kind of, mm. you know, that mantra, like you got to commit to a goal. Obviously you need to overcome adversity. You know, you need to conquer, you know, whatever obstacle that's ahead of you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 
like I said, I can keep going back to it and allude to is like, I had no choice. Like I, it, like this is what I wanted to do. Okay, it's on my shoulders. But again, like if there's one person I trust the most is probably myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're gonna make it succeed, if Yoakum Strength is gonna succeed, it's gonna be on your shoulders. But mm-hmm. again, okay, if there's, I want it to be on my shoulders. If it's gonna do or die, it's we're either gonna be do shitty or we're gonna do very well. It's gonna be on me. Well, and obviously, like we have a good staff as well like i've been blessed and like obviously to have ryan and adam and like our staff and with jameson and everybody else that we have and our interns i mean like it's awesome but again it literally in the beginning it's do or die yeah and i think that goes what your timeline goes back to a little bit of jocko's thing like the extreme ownership like if you don't completely own your realm like what's the alternative somebody else does you know (laughs) you're either like let life's gonna happen to you or you own that like little portion so why not maybe it's tougher and maybe it's like it'll be more painful because when those failures happen, you realize like that failure happened because of something I did, even if it was yeah. another person's fault or anything like that, like somehow that ties into what you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more painful, but that ownership is the only really way to do it yeah. right. without having... It's the only real way forward in any kind of situation like yeah. that. Like yeah. I, and I love the comment you made too about um, how you had no other choice. It's like yeah. the, you, you took the, you definitely took the, 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 the correct path you know like what's the quote is the bible quotes like the, the way is narrow and the road is like very few travel like it's mm-hmm. it's a uh, like if, if you're if you're doing something and there's not a lot of people doing it it's really hard like it's probably you're probably you're probably doing exactly what you need to be doing <laughs> yeah at least that's what i found in my short short time mm-hmm. in life and like you said too it's who else would you want on who else would you want your success, your your life to be run by, like other than yourself? Yeah. Like what? What? Like you said, if someone else is gonna run your life, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not. I mean, you're gonna have someone else, or like you're gonna have a boss. Like, Granite Ryan's my boss. Yeah. You know, right. like he, but he's a big mentor to me. Like I, I wouldn't be where I am without him. But again, like you know, the gym itself, it's like it's on your shoulders. I mean, it's like I said, like it's do or die. It's like it's on you. Yeah. So I mean, like, how much are you willing to sacrifice and? No, granted, like I've done a lot of trial and error. Like I've fucked up so many times. But again, like again, like you said, like, okay, are you gonna own up to that? Are you gonna own that and learn from that? Like, yeah, I've screwed up so many times, and you know, just like learning from that and being better. I mean, like, I still screw up to this day. But again, if you're not failing, you're not learning. You're not, and you're not putting yourself out you're not there. Trying. Yeah. yeah. What 100%. with with that? What would you say so far in this? And we're gonna say young, a couple of years of like, what has been your biggest failure as a coach so far, or even as like. A business owner mm-hmm. in quotation marks like that realm for you like your biggest lesson that you were able to take away but something that happened you know I think it's probably just being a better coach okay and I've never honestly you know been in this kind of position I mean like you know we're young you know business people yeah and but again like I was like you know a, a captain in college but again like having that big voice of like with interns with athletes and coaches and I think that was the biggest thing because, like, I'm pretty introverted at times. Mm-hmm. But, again, I kind of opening myself up. That coach's voice, bring yeah. that out. And yeah. that kind of being a better leader, which I think, like, right away, like, you know, just being more extroverted and just, you know, being, you know, a better coach overall. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, like, the biggest thing I've gotten better at. Um, like, I read that book um, by, uh, oh, my gosh, what's his name? Brett. Um, Oh, uh, conscious coaching. Yeah, conscious yep. coaching. Yep. Yeah, just being like a better coach. Yeah, I mean, like a lot. Of, we'll probably touch on this too. Like in the training side, it's like you know, 
I'd rather have a, be, have a person be a better coach than, you know, like the, from a program standpoint, like, okay, if you can't coach a program versus like, you have the best program in the world, but it if you can't matter. coach it, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, it yeah. really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've been like really trying to be a better coach overall. And like, I think I somehow I was really bad at, honestly, probably right away. Like I was just trying to like grind, grind, grind and like, oh, let's do it. And like kind of being badass and just being hard on it. But like just being overall, like just better coach because people take coaching differently. Yeah. And that's something I've learned you know, for the last like three years, like some people, you know, need that like empowerment of like, hey, let's fucking go. Like we got to like, that's what we're doing. Some people don't, you know, take that. No, that's coaching not. differently. Some are completely different. Some need right. to be, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say like coddled, but again, like a little holding bit. your hand a little bit of like, hey, like a little more self-empowerment a little bit of like, hey, like you're all right. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. you, you can handle it. Like, yeah. this is like being positive. So like, I think that like overall, like me just being a better coach and understanding would be like the biggest thing. I love to hear that from you. Cause I say, we talk about the same thing all the time is sick. And I think you and I are very similar. And when we grew up, like when we got into the weight room, it was go time, you know? Yeah. So like when somebody yelled at us, we, we ate that up and we yeah. loved it. Cause it was, it was our personality. Yeah. And then for us to break out of that and like, you see somebody that isn't in love with the weight room, you know, like they're in love with their sport or in love with yeah. something. So they, they need something else in the weight room to like yeah. get them going. That was a big mindset shift for me is that communication factor of they're not me. You know, that was my biggest yeah. like lens 100%. changer is like, they're not the same person as me. I need to realize yeah. that and be the bigger person and be like, I need to find a way to communicate with them. This is why we're doing it. This is why you need to give your effort to this. So I, I love that you said that because it's so true. Like, yeah, I mean like every kid and that's kind of how like when we train too, like we talk like, you know, our philosophy, like everybody's different. Yeah. I mean, that's from a training standpoint to, you know, a psychological standpoint, like you just said, like us two are like, hey, we're in the fucking gym, fucking hard <laughs> yeah. rock or rap is going on. We're in it to we're grind. Going through that we're, yeah, we're, yeah. yeah. We're going through that damn wall that we built up. Some of those kids just need a little, you know, like you know, a swift kick in the ass. Like, hey, like, you know, you can do it. But it's more of like, you know, a positive reinforcement type versus like, you know, some kids, they don't know why they're there. So like, that was probably the biggest thing just from like being a better coach. Mm-hmm. And what was your, did you have an eye opening like moment? What, what caused that for you? Cause I know I've had it with myself is like, holy shit. Like I need to realize that. Like what, what was that moment for you? Um, it was probably like, probably the last, last summer, but the summer before was when I had a athlete come into the gym and he was like that. He was just really introverted. And I was trying to be like that. Hey, let's fucking go. And he kind of just kind of shut down. Yeah. And I was like, like, oh shit. Like that was like, that shouldn't happen. So like, I kind of pulled him to the side and kind of talked to him and we kind of went and just chatted. And I kind of like thought to myself, I'm like, God, that needs to be, you know, I need to be better. Like, I don't like, I need to know my athletes a lot more, mm-hmm. like know them better. And like, we're in the relationship business. I mean, that's what, yeah. you know, I feel like I want to do a better job at and have done a better job of getting to know my kids mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, what drives this kid? What drives you? What drives you? What drives me? What drives this kid? You know, is it more, like I said, positive reinforcement? They need that. You know, some people just need to turn on the music. They're in it. And like, Hey, we're Let's ready go. to go yeah. kind of thing. So like that moment was like, for me of like, okay, I need to be better. Like I need to like, and again, like right now I feel like I don't know anything still. Like we're still growing and evolving, but I mean, like each kid is different. I mean, they take coaching differently. Mm-hmm. And so, same thing was on a football field or in the weight room, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So that was like probably the biggest thing to me where I was like, God, did I just fail that kid? But that's where I kind of took him back and kind of talked with him. And then I was like, that light bulb kind of went off. And I'm like, 
yeah, that needs to, mm -hmm. I need to change a little bit. Yeah. So what were your steps to, like your action steps? Like you realize this now, how do, how do you go about changing that and becoming a better one? What, was there something big for you? Or was it just continuing and laying that brick every single day of like trying to get better? Or like some books? Some yeah, that, well, stuff. the book that you just mentioned, I mean, like I read Conscious Coaching, like that book, and then just how to coach overall. And then honestly, when Brian Schmid, he was a coach, he was one of our directors in Chan Aston, he okay. came in last year, April, and he coached at Mankato for five years. And he came in and he's coached, like he's a, phenomenal coach it's like I've learned a lot of things from my interns too just from what they do and how they do things and versus him like he's a great coach but like learning things from him has been I mean I've taught him a lot of things he's taught me a lot of things and how to coach and how to like just interact and just you know do like you know just be with the kids like again kids are different like mm -hmm, everybody yeah. takes it differently and he's worked with you know college athletes to different age I mean, like, he understands it. So, like, learning from him and then, like, reading that book and just, like, again, just knowing that, okay, like, I need to be better. Yeah. Like, I need to be better. Like, Maybe I need to that. practice what I preach. Like, okay, if I'm going to be the best person I want to be, the mm -hmm. best coach I want to be, the best, you know, facility in that area, like, I need to be better. I need to hold myself to a higher standard. So, like, whether it's, like, just any continuing education, like, reading, mm -hmm. like, books, like, again, Extreme Ownership. It's like yep. awesome book. <laughs> Jacko. You're a yeah. Jocko fan? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I got to get into his dichotomy of leadership. Yeah, I haven't yeah. read it yet. Yeah, I, ha I have it. Yeah. My girlfriend got it for me, so I have to. I haven't <laughs> dove into that else. yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge, yeah, I'm yeah. a huge Dude. Jocko guy. We're obsessed. Yeah. He's awesome. Especially me. I listen to like <laughs> yeah. hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Well, especially because I wanted to like kind of go into that. Yeah, Navy the other one. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, he's kind of the like same that. way. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. I just so badass. Yeah. Just being like, you're in the front line, but yeah. I mean, you're kind of Dude, that I love, guy. Like you're, and it's like you're literally walking the line between good and evil in the world. It's like, yeah. it's like what more noble thing can you do? I mean, and then, see, this is what I love about strength conditioning, though. It's like you walk that line every day, like, yeah. and then what you do, mm -hmm. and how you, and how you're able to communicate with your kids and get them motivated. Well, I hate motivated. Motivated, you know, it's such a stupid term, but get them like get them in to buy in and to walk that line and push themselves to become better. And I mean, mm -hmm. like that, that, that is, I mean, that's walking the line between good and evil, you know, yeah. that's making the world a better place too. Yeah. It's like, it's strength conditioning. It's just I, like, I love that I have like best friends in this industry because I have mm -hmm. such a big passion for it too. And yeah. it's just drives and you can really see improvements in people's lives in the industry. Yeah. 100%. yeah. The one, one thing I really want to drive back to is Trevor, keeps repeating like he knows yeah. nothing yeah, yeah yeah the whole time he's been talking i mean like you and we asked him it's it's never been you haven't really you haven't talked yourself up at all like it's you're very humble and you want to learn that's pretty much and this been, and this is i i hope it's an industry shift because when i was kind of in looking at a bunch of coaches it was all like this is what they do and it didn't matter what mm -hmm. came out because this is what they do, and, you know. And I think that's just where every single coach gets passed up. Yeah. And I think it's either you realize like you yeah. know nothing. Like there is, if if you guys know anything about the strength conditioning field, there is so much. Like it's just, yeah. like you said, it's the communication side. It's the psychology. Like you have to know everything. Like of all the sciences, the biology, that like so much stuff. Like if a person tells you they know a ton of stuff, they know nothing. Like they're mm -hmm. lying to you. Yeah. And I love that you're like coming back to like we all know nothing and yeah. 
having that mindset allows you to absorb and grow and like learn from people. Like you said, like you, you learn from your interns that maybe he's, yeah. he's an 18 year old kid that, or like 22 year old kid that comes in is like his first time training anybody. You learn something from him. Yeah. Maybe it's not training. Maybe it's something communication wise, but if you didn't have that mindset, you came in and he came in as you're like, he's your intern. I'm not going to learn it. Like he's learning from me, that type of mindset, then that you stop your growth. Yeah. So I love the point that you keep bringing up. Yeah. And that's huge. That's kind of like a, a thing that I kind of go off of, of like, okay, I don't know anything, but again, that, that's like what drives me. Cause I feel yeah. like, you know, everything, like, how are you going to grow? Yeah, like exactly. how, you can't. Sucks. So like, okay, I feel like I know nothing. Okay. Like some things. Yes. But again, okay. I learned from you. I learned from, you know, our interns. I learned from Brian, like, like, Coach Schmidt, like same thing, like from a coaching standpoint. But again, like people think, and I tell my interns this too, like I don't care like what numbers or letters or whatever the hell you have behind your name. If you have a CSCS, like yes, that's a good foundational. But again, like if you can't coach, it doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. Like you, you. If you can't apply it, you have you have X Y Z, you know, a certification. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. Like it doesn't help me. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help industry. Like, yeah, you can read all the books. Like, you're going to learn so much from school. But again, you get into the actual setting itself. Mm-hmm. And like, can you actually apply it? It, 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 it? Like, you learn all these X's and O's. You take yeah. all these standardized tests. You do all these things. And then you have to talk to a person. Yeah. Until like, you actually do it. That's why I get a big thing. is like, like, again, we're in the relationship business. Yeah, like, like, this is, this is, the industry is a relationship-driven business. If you can't talk with somebody... Knowing Trifasic does you no good yeah. if you can't have, yeah. have a conversation and care yeah. about somebody, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing I tell, you know, like we talked earlier, like, you know, I'll take a well-coached program over a well-written one. Oh, like yeah. If you can't coach, like, it does my, our athletes no good. That does anybody no good. Like, they don't, like, again, like, they don't know how, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh, like, 100%. Just be a good coach, have a good personal skills, and understand, like, okay, you're here, like, if I'm training... Austin Yoakum, okay, like, hey, we're going to build a relationship. We're going to understand. We're going to have that buy-in. Again, like, in conscious coaching, I mean, buy-in equals trust. Yeah. Like, that's the opinion of kind of, okay, if you're not bought in, you don't trust it. But again, like, you need to trust it and you're bought in. That's where you're going to see results. It doesn't matter. Now, I could give you the greatest program in the world. Mm-hmm. If you don't, but the, the but again, if you don't believe buy it, it yeah. yeah, what does that? It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you could give the most basic foundational movement just – Program, but they yeah, here you go. They think it's awesome shit and you're the, you're the greatest. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. It's probably going to be the best program because you know how to coach. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And that's what I tell the interns. Like, I don't care how much you know. Yeah, but again, like, you can apply it. And like I said, like, yes, if you can have that, you know, foundation of human performance background or you have, you know, your CSCS, you have this and that. But if you can't coach, yeah. like, how, like, how can you, you know, how do you yeah. help? Well, it's almost yeah. like building that foundation. Like you need to build the foundation of coaching and communication and that. Yeah. And you, you still need those other things to take oh, your 100%. game to the next yeah. level. Yeah. But like you're saying, it's like you can't you can't start at the top of the pyramid and try and pretend like you're a good coach. You know, yeah. like knowing all these X's and O's and all those coaching books. If you don't have that foundation of your coaching, who yeah. you are as a coach, none of that's going to matter. Yeah. You know, like that top is just a little sliver. The most yeah. important part's on the bottom. The rest the rest is what takes you to the next level as yeah. a coach. Yeah. If you can just have like personal skills. Yeah. I mean, like we're talking right now. I mean, yeah. like if you can talk to a kid like this and like, you know, just chat with them, like build a relations, relationship with them mm-hmm. and like understand them. Right. And again, like use your eyes and ears of like where that kid's at. I mean, like they're going to do way better. You're, the gym's going to do way better. They're going to have a better feeling. They're going to trust you. 
mm-hmm. then it's game over. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, that's something we've realized, like the, with the podcast, we've had a lot of people, not a lot, but a handful of people come up to us and they've said they like the podcast because it's just kind of, it's not about strength. It's kind of just about life and people really seem to buy into the strength portion of the mm-hmm. whole shebang now yeah. just because we do this. Yeah. And this is another another point I kind of want to bring up is the more you read into everything like and you just realize how small the strength part of it is. You it's know? crazy. And it, it's it's it, I well, for me it's an important driver to my life and I think it's an important driver to a lot of people's lives but it's a small sliver and you if you get your athletes to excel at this and you ignore the whole other chunk of the pie yeah. you're going to have an athlete that struggled or lost and maybe he is doing better at his sport but if any adversity hits him in this other realm and he's not built up in that realm that's where you have somebody that crashes and can't handle that you know so yeah. that that's been huge for me cuz i i've grown up and i've lived in the weight room you know yeah. so i've always like i've always had the mindset like strength is key like weight room is everything it's all yeah. in your life and just realize taking a step back and realizing how small like that is of your life like it doesn't really matter if you don't have the rest of this figured out yeah and that's the big thing that we drive to i mean like at the gym i mean it's a lot of character development like i talked in the beginning i mean like every kid that walks to the gym okay we see you know five six hundred kids a week whether it's at school or in the gym i mean you're gonna have a handful go to you know the collegiate level you're gonna have you know point zero zero one percent go on beyond that yeah Mm -hmm. i mean like they're going into the working world doesn't matter what avenue they go but again, like, what are you going to distill in their life from a character development standpoint? If, if kids are late, like, I'm a big person and kids know it's like, if kids are late, they, I absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> yes. Again, but like teaching them that responsibility of like, hey, you need to be on time. You're here to work hard. Okay. You teach them those little things. And again, for me, those little things transfer over to big things. Yeah. Again, if you can't learn those things at this age, whether you're 12 years old or whether you're 16, you're 18. Okay. If you get into the working world, if you're, if you're not responsible and you don't work hard, you don't have those things. Like you, you're probably gonna get fired. Yeah, you're probably gonna get fired. Yeah. Okay. Or if you're at the collegiate level, okay, you're probably not gonna play. Yeah. Or you're gonna get kicked off the team. It's right. like again, those little things. Again, it's not. Yeah, we're a bunch of weights, chains, bands, all this. But again, at the end of the day, like if they don't have those skills, like it's not gonna help them. Yeah, and we talk all the time. Like there is no little things, you know, because like if you really think about it, like the things people think are little. Uh, they transition to things that are so much bigger than yeah. that little instant. Like it just yeah. snowballs, snowballs, snowballs. So right. one of the biggest things I talk with a lot of my athletes is like, there is no little thing, you know, like it's either you're doing it or you're not. Yeah. And if you are thinking these are little things and like, they're not going to add up, like that's where something big in your life exactly. is going to happen. That yeah. is yeah. not going to be what you want. Or if you're doing these things and you're taking it as like, it's coming, coming back to that brick. Like you're focusing on laying that brick as perfectly as you can lay it. Yeah that's when something huge happens in your life. Something yeah. great happens. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, just those, that, that day to day. It's I mean, a day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, good. I day to day grind, but again, I gave you that brick every single day. Like you lay it. doesn't matter if you're getting up early and you hate it. Like you lay it eventually down the road, it's going to pay off mm-hmm. and it's going to, whether it's, like I said, like a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Exactly. Again, like we're in a big, like self gratification world right now of like, yeah, I want it now. Like, Oh, I'm gonna lay this brick. Okay, well, Rome's gonna come in three days. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, not gonna happen. Yeah. Well, this is something we talk about a lot. Is like, we always talk about this, and we I think it's a kind of a realization we both come to, because we also listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson, and he, you know who that is, Jordan Peterson, psychologist. And you'd really like him, but he talks about how like there's a proper way of being in the world, 
that it's like if you do lay that brick perfectly, like if you are doing that yeah. as best as you can, it is there's it is going to pay off. Like yeah. there's not like a, oh, it might it may yeah. like and it will like it will work. Yeah. It's like it's like a force of truth in life. Like it it will, yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's something that I found to be quite powerful. Well, it's, quite, it's, and it's just having that belief. Like yeah. if you have that strong belief in laying that brick, it's gonna lead to something eventually. You don't have to worry about when. You know, like yeah. it's you know it's gonna take a long time, but right. eventually it's gonna happen. Right. Not, it's gonna take a long time, and maybe it happens. You know, like if you're actually focused on taking that right path, it's gonna happen eventually. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. Like from a mindset that I had too. Like I still have it. Like, you know, in between the years, psychologically, like I had zero doubt that we we're like I was gonna like do well I mean like there's still like for me like I'm never gonna settle like I feel like we could have a thousand kids but again like, okay well there's you know a thousand more out there yeah but like okay like don't settle like, you know with that but I mean you gotta like you said just, you gotta lay that brick every single day like mm-hmm. if you have that you know negative you know connotation of like oh this isn't gonna work okay well then it's not gonna work yeah. like you need to believe like hey I had zero doubt like yeah we're gonna do it because I'm gonna fucking make it work yeah, like, I had literally no choice. Like yeah. we're gonna make it work. I don't care how we gotta do it, when we're gonna do it, where, like where, how, yeah. when doesn't matter. It's gonna work. We're gonna have it, and it's gonna. And, and maybe maybe it's not the perfect way right away. And maybe no. you, you're failing. You're, oh, yeah. you're yeah. fucking everything you're up. Gonna, but like yeah. you're going, you're taking a step, and you're going somewhere. Yeah, you know? like I said, like if you're not failing, you're not learning. Yeah, like, I've yeah. fucked up so many times. Like, I I've probably done some things that, man, like would be some people in this industry be like, oh man, that's not good. But again, I can't, I learned from that. Okay, but now I'm better from that. Okay, what am I gonna do the next time that happens? Okay, you learn from it. Well, that's that's what we talk about all the time is like in five years, I wanna look back at all this and be like, you're an idiot. You know, yeah. And every single thing you did, like I, 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 just yeah. to me is like, if you're not looking back and saying that, I don't think you grew enough, you know? Oh, yeah. Like what you're doing, and that's not to say what you're doing right now is bad, it's just, you actively took those steps to change who you were and what you were doing and yeah. bettered yourself to where you're at a different, totally different level than what you were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, like, it's just, if you can't look back on it again, like, how are you, like, are you actually learning from it? Like, mm-hmm. if you keep making, you know, if you keep making the same decision over and over and over again yeah. and you're failing, yeah. okay, I'm make it, yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not the world, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. that's something weird. That's a, that's a big, uh, that's a big topic that we've discussed is like, maybe, maybe it's not the world. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's, it's a big, like, um, touchy subject for people is like, oh, they don't, yeah. they don't want to take that extreme ownership because it's yeah. painful and right. it's scary of like, they're failing because it's on you. And it's yeah. not a bad thing. It does, like, oh, it's, it's, a, my, it's the best thing. It's the best thing to realize like you have the option to change. Dude, You're just making the option not to right yeah. now. Like I love how this really ties back to your point of like where you failed as a coach initially because like we have these thoughts and we know that they're true but like if we can't convey them to someone like yeah. an athlete mm-hmm. like it's worthless. Yeah. And we're, we're really fucking up then. Like, yeah. That's because then we're leading them farther away from the path and, yeah. and that's not so like I love the fact that you've been able to grow in that department and that when you've you've taken that weak point and you made it a strong city of yours, it's like like then you can now relay that to people and actually change their life. So yeah. it's been Yeah. I mean the biggest I mean, I'm just in it to make an impact. I mean mm-hmm. I, again God like I said, he gave me this platform. Yeah. I really feel like okay, like he's put me in this position. Okay, what right. you know, I can't let him down, I can't let myself down, I can't let my family down, I can't let my girlfriend down, like 
okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fucking yeah. do it. I, like, I gotta do it. I, I love that. Point. I was, I was gonna transition to training thing, but I want to make a point. There's like you were. This yeah. is this is thing. Like I've been super passionate about recently. Yeah. It's like people, you're given a skill set from somebody. Somebody yeah. gave you this skill set. Whoever you yeah. believe in, like. Somebody gave you a skill set to portray their world. Like the reason you were given that skill set was to help others, you know, and like yeah. show that skill set. Yeah. So if you have a skill set and you're just wasting it, like dude, yeah, you, you owe somebody something, you yeah. know, like yeah. it don't don't do it for yourself. Like you have this skill set, go and do something with it. Stop wasting it. Stop wasting that potential that you were given. Like you were given that blessing, that opportunity, right. like to do something with it. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to like another mindset thing I had in the beginning too, is like, God, I'm you know, I'm some people think like in this industry, oh, it's all, all about money. Like, it's all about money. Like, I, I want to make a lot of money. Like, yes. Like, if you, you kind of have that mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm doing it for the money. Like, once you kind of shift that mindset of like, okay, I'm not doing it for the money. Like, that will come. Like, you kind of exit that out. Like, throw it away. Mm-hmm. And more of like, hey, how many kids can I impact? Like, if you kind of have that mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna impact this kid. And then he has a buddy. I'm gonna exactly. impact that kid. Like, that stuff's gonna come. Like. It's like, yes, the you, process versus the results yeah, wanted to drive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can, like, yes, it's, yeah, that's great. And again, you have to make a living. I understand that. But again, like, at the end of the day, like, I would love to be a millionaire. I mean, everybody wants to, you know, have that. But again, like, at the end of the day, it's like, if you can impact this kid to this kid to this kid, that athlete, that parent you know, that we work with, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, but like, uh, to me, because I've been trying to relate this to a lot of business people, I think that's how you become a millionaire. That it is, yeah, hundred percent. You know, like you're not going to become a millionaire again by trying to be. I, you know, like if your whole goal is to like get a nickel and dime that kid, nickel yeah. and dime that yeah. kid, that's not how it's going to work. That's no, not how that trust and not how that message is going to get out to yeah. building who you are as a brand, who Trevor is as a person. Yeah, and I think that's really how you become a millionaire is yeah. you do the right thing over and over and over and yeah. over again, and yeah. eventually. It comes together. Yeah, and like you said, like doing that right thing. Yeah. Like it's not you're not nickel and diamond. And like that's when when kids come into the gym, I mean like when parents come in, like they know I'm very transparent and like what we do and how we do things. But again, they need to hear that, whether they like it or not. Like they know that, like, hey, I wanna be real with you. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna BS you to make a dime. Yeah. Like this is, you know, what he or she needs to do. This is what I would prescribe for him or her. Okay. This is how it is. Like, if you don't like it, great. You know, that's, you know, it is what it is. But again, if you like it, this is what we're going to provide. Yeah. And again, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and like, oh, yeah, we're going to yeah. charge X, Y, Z and nickel and dime you, like you said. Yeah. Like, I'm here and we're going to help your daughter or your son be better at his or her sport, you know, in this realm, whatever it may be. That's like, so when I grew up, um, there's a, I shouldn't say the place, but there was a training place where we went and, um, and we were getting nickel and dimed, and we never went back. It yeah. was just for these exact reasons. It's like, mm-hmm. what what were they really trying to provide for us? And yeah. They weren't. Yeah. It wasn't about that. It was about money. It's yeah. like, that's just. And that's the thing. If they if they're in it for the money, then obviously they're in it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Especially in like this industry. Like yes, you need to make a living. I understand. But yes, you do. Again, like that's Money's kind of a side. Again, right. this industry. Like if you're looking to be, you know, make a shit ton of money. I mean, you're probably in the wrong industry unless you get to, you know some other people, celebrities in this industry yeah. at that point. But again, that takes time. Like, Oh yeah. You're going to like, and, and you have to, and you have to get on the technology train. Like it seems like a lot of the big famous guys, they, they're able to utilize technology a lot better. Yeah. Or they did earlier. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Joe DeFranco. Yeah. Um, when he was kind of on the forefront of putting his shit out on YouTube and yeah. all that. Well, he probably started like almost 
15, yeah. 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. When he started doing like YouTube like right. back in the day. But he's a guy that I know like we talked way back in the day. He yeah. was like He's smart. He's the guy. Yeah. yeah. He's like yeah. the guy back in the day of like who you like looked up to, like, hey, this is the mm-hmm. king of the crop right. guy. And he knows the shit. Like, he okay, does. this is what we need to kind of yeah. take after. And he gets it. I mean, he's put his time in. Like, he's yeah, he does. has experience. And that's the thing I tell the interns too. Like, experience is king. Like, yeah. you need to have experience. Yeah. Like, it's going to take time. It's not like, hey, you're yeah, out of school. I got this degree. I got this, you know, certification. All right, cool. I'm good. It's like, <laughs> no, good. yeah. No. You're not. <laughs> as hard as it is, like you said, like they need to kind of own that. They need to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so. This is um, talking about Joe Franco and like what we looked up to. Let's dive into like the training side of everything yeah. and really geek out about this. What? What's your philosophies? Like, what's your grand arching scheme if an athlete comes to you? What is your main goal with that athlete? I kind of like you know stress to them and the parent like okay like you're different than everybody else. Like we kind of I mean like you kind of understand too, like we individualize every kid. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's not different. Like Every single kid. Every kid. I mean, some kids are very similar. Some kids are very different. I mean, like they have different archetypes yeah. or musculature, whatever it may be. But again, like you're different. We have yeah. different needs, deficiencies and strengths that, you know, he or she needs to work on. Sure. So like when they come in, you know, it's, you know, from a business side too. But again, like, you know, how many days a week are they coming in too? Are they coming in two days a week? Are they coming in three days a week? Are they mm-hmm. coming in four days a week? You know, so it's kind of like, you know, in a big picture of like, okay, every kid's different. And that's kind of what I stress to every kid and parent, like how we're going to train. Like, yeah, we have our methodology and how we're going to do it. Okay. But again, like everyone's different. Like you're not going to be doing the same cookie cutter. Now, obviously college program in the summertime, like, you know, we're all doing relatively the same thing yeah. like we did back in the day. But that's, and then you make adjustments. Yeah. That's why it's like being a coach is kind of like my big thing. Like I'm still learning and growing from, you know, the training side of it, but the same thing from the coaching side of it. But like, if you can be a good coach and understand, okay, like every kid is different. And again, a big thing I, I talk with, um, Eric Helland, he's the Wisconsin Badger strength and conditioning coach. Okay. So I, Tyler Walls, one of my kids have been training for like two years. I talked with him like probably a week and a half ago. And he's said the biggest thing you use when you're training is use your eyes and use your ears. Like the biggest thing. So that's a big thing I kind of like, I mean, he's like, you can have the, the program, but again, just use your eyes and use your ears. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that kid feeling? How does he look? And the big thing is just trust it. Like, that's yeah. the big thing. Like, I was kind of like, oh my God, this guy's been like through it all. He was actually the strength, um, assistant strength, strength coach with the Bulls back when Jordan was there. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, God, this guy's. Yeah, he's shit. seen it all. Yeah, yeah, he's seen it all. He's played with the best ever. The and like, best. yeah. Like the guy, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna listen to what he says. Yeah. <laughs> so he just like he's like, don't overthink it. Yeah. Like, use your eyes, use your ears, and just oh. be a good coach, and the rest will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, like we have, you know, you know, our programs and how we do things too. But again, if you can kind of do those little things, and again, everybody's different. You trust your eyes and ears, but again, that takes experience too. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like you're not okay. I got a book. I came out from a book, you know, out of school. Yeah. And I know how this kid moves. I know all these movement patterns, this and that. But again, okay, but you haven't seen a kid run. You haven't seen him squat. You haven't seen him bench, mm-hmm. you know, this or that, you know? So it's just kind of in a hole of like, okay, everybody's different. I mean, like, not everybody's the same. And I think that's something, that's why you see so many places that have different philosophies, but they're all getting results. Yeah. Is because I think the very successful places that have different philosophies uh, and they're different training methodologies and they're doing stuff different, but they're all focusing on the small details of 
that stuff, the stuff that matters, you know, like they all have different programs that are right up on the board, but they're yeah. all the best places are able to see and hear how that athlete's feeling and making an adjustment. I think yeah. that's one of the most important things is like yeah. the self, uh, like the auto-regulation of a program. Like yeah. You have something written on the board, something written on this program, and then you realize like that this kid slept <laughs> yeah. two hours last night and like is feeling yeah. like you got to change everything. You yeah, know? And that's a big that. thing too. Like, and I've gotten a lot better at like right away. I, like early on, I was like, yeah, we can kind of go along with the plan. But again, like you said, like, okay, this kid was had a graduation party this weekend and slept yeah. three hours, or this kid had... You know, six, six basketball. He had yeah. six basketball games this weekend on Monday. Okay, we're coming in. We're doing a high CNS day. Where and he's like, I'm not feeling it. Okay, well we got to change. We got to kind of auto regulate on the yeah. fly. Like it's a lot of like coaching on the fly. Okay, maybe we got to tweak it and tailor it. Where it's like, yeah, some coach should be like, oh, I'm gonna fucking grind him no, in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, like yes, like at times, but again, you got to know the rhyme, reason. Yeah. There's a you know. Well, I think time uh, and place for it. It goes back to that communication and trust with your athlete. Is if you have that built up with them, they're going to tell you. You're yeah. not going to feel comfortable enough to tell you, "Hey, this is this is where I'm at. I'm not feeling great." Rather than they're scared shitless of. Yeah. That's one of my big things. Like, you, you need to have that switch as a coach to be able to like, hey, you need to command the room. You need to do this. But if you're not able to talk to your athletes like yeah. human, like just here, and they're not, they're yeah. just scared of you and not able to trust you, like, yeah. like dude, you're missing so much of that. Puzzle because they're not even they're, you ask them how they're feeling they're gonna tell you good because yeah. they're scared to tell you bad you know yeah and that's where like you gotta be like again I'll take a good coach you know a good coach program over a you know well written one mm-hmm. I mean, like you gotta like you said like if Austin can talk to his kids if he can you know just be a good person with his kids and have good personal skills I mean, like okay if you don't know that kid's playing six games or he you know did X Y Z on the weekend or during the week or he had you know lacrosse games or football <laughs> games like this and that like. You're throwing them into a fire, but again, like again, it's hard because like, and again, something I've learned too, like it takes time, like, you, like experience. Like, well, that's why it. coaching is one of the toughest things. I was like, you can know, like, yeah, it's so so much of this world is you need to know, you need to be the best in the world at so many facets of the in, in history, yeah. like psychology, like mm-hmm. everything. You need to know everything about this human that you're dealing with, yeah, and. I don't know, it's tough because sometimes you have to put the gas on the pedal, you know, and go with this kid. And sometimes you have to slam on the brakes and yeah. trying to find that middle ground of what is his sweet spot and how is he working. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I, like you said, like it's all facets. I mean, it's not just, okay, we're in here, bust ass. Yes. Like, yeah, you have weights, chains, and all that stuff too. But again, like you said, like, like what's between his ears too, mm-hmm. like from a psychological standpoint. Like, that's huge. Like, I, I think like almost like psychological is more than Bigger. physiological. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what is he feeling? Or how are you, like, how is he doing? Or he, she, she's doing. Yeah. Like, there's so many different, you know. So, one of our, like, questions is, do you, what, do you work with any of the kids on that? Or, like, what's your big, yeah. what's your big way of helping kids with that mental side of it is if they're not there yet and you, you need to, like, push them to the next mental realm? Yeah, it's actually funny you say that. We actually just um, partnered with um, Mentally Strong. Okay. Um, so, Sindri Kampoff, um, she's the sports psychologist for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. And she works with teams from all over. She has a lot of um, kind of uh, virtual stuff too. Um, so she does a lot of that stuff um, from a mental side of it. Yeah. So she, we're kind of letting them. Again, that's, you know, that's their you know, strong suit yeah. from a psychological standpoint. Do so you know we, her kind of like methods, like what she does? Or no? I honestly don't know. Um, we'll have to get her own. But they do. She's... I, I mean, we've talked to her a couple of times, but, um, so she has her staff that 
she works with. Yeah. And they're going to be helping us out, you know, with athletes, more of like, not more of like, you know, some kids do it. It's kind of hard like, when they think of like psychological, they feel like they're like yeah. sitting down in a chair and like, like a therapist yeah. and like yeah. the feelings. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's like, it went, it, like we're here and like, they're here to help you prepare yeah. for battle and prepare for the gym and prepare for the football game yeah. or basketball game or whatever it is. Like they're here to help you to get your mind right first. We kind of, again, that's not my area, area of expertise, but again, that's why they're kind of taking yeah, you have somebody there So we actually just actually rolled that out like, last week actually. okay so it's funny you say that um so they're kind of actually taking that over going forward that's sweet it's so, pretty nice that's awesome yeah so we're uh again like just being a good coach and have personal skills with them is like you know my psychological standpoint like knowing them and just just being like almost like being like a like a big brother yeah kind of thing well just know, having the kids we talk about like having one of the this is what i'm big into is people don't really come to you for what you do you know they they what what kids, what people really want is that community feel mm-hmm. like that had like that some sort of foundation. Yeah. Um, one of our buddies, uh, the sweaty nomad, he calls it like basically like finding your church, like something that when everything else in your life is kind of like crazy and that chaos is hitting your mm-hmm. life, something you can go to that's always there, always dependent, somebody like that rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that is huge in the strength conditioning realm is having a spot for somebody that doesn't go away, you know, and like every single time they step into these doors, it's it's going to be consistent. It's going to be the same thing. It's just two hours of their day where they can yeah. work on themselves and they don't have to worry about the rest of the outside world. Yeah, and that's a um, good point because like at our gym, like we don't allow parents to come into the gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. So it's just like an athlete only. Yeah. And to be honest, like some parents parents don't like it, but you know, like you said, like it's like your sanctuary to yeah. like have your me time. Mm-hmm. Like it's my time to kind of get away from school, get away from stress, get away from any you know relationship stuff that's going yeah. on and like de-stress like you know go out and just kind of just you know get the endorphins flying and just kind of hey like this is my time to just be better and get better yeah you know my sanctuary to go to yeah here and like we don't allow parents like hey this is their time like we're here to help them push them be better like this is their like i said sanctuary this is their church yeah like hey this is where you go mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so some parents like it some parents don't but you know I, I honestly feel like it's just... I bet the kids love better. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they like... I mean, but that's the thing. Like, we have all ages. I mean, we have, you know, when Austin was there, I mean, we had... I mean, even when he was training, we had kids that were 8-year-olds to 12-year-olds to... But, I mean, that's the cool thing about it is, like, when a, if a, you're a 13-year-old and you see these kids playing, like, you may, you know, be at the same middle school, going to the same high school, and you see those kids, you're like, yeah. oh, I look up to that kid. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. he's in your training. Cool. I want to I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to do what he does. That builds a cool community. Yeah, so, I mean, you kind of have that, you know, atmosphere and camaraderie yeah. feel. That's, like, a big thing I feel that separates us from a lot of places. It's just that, you know, atmosphere and just, yeah. you know, who we are as people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a great environment, you know, where it's very positive and uplifting, but, again, it's obviously very intense and, yeah. you know, but again, we're here as a group. Right. And like you said, it's like, that's our church. Yeah. Like, that's where we go. And that's where kids can go right. to like get away. And like, yeah, we're here to get better. But again, it's going to help them, you know, right. more long term mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Just yeah. read a book called Tribe. Have you read Tribe? Mm-hmm. It's about, it's basically about that. Like how humanity needs community and struggle mm-hmm. together. Yeah. That's like one of the most, it's maybe like the thing that gives our life the most meaning. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's funny, like, I mean, community and struggle. I mean, like, you, 
you're in a community in the gym and you struggle because mm-hmm. I mean the it's gym hard. you struggle and it's hard like yeah. it's tough and it's it's one of the biggest things in like society today uh, where a lot of people are struggling with their meaning is right. everybody's kind of living by themselves in a yeah. job to where it's not a community based job yeah. you know right. and it's struggle without purpose you know and it's yeah. I think it's where a lot of what what I've talked to a lot of people about is they just they don't know why they're doing it you know and they don't have any sense of connection to what they're doing and why they're doing it and it's just that struggle that just destroys them every single day yeah. you know and I think it, you can and like we talked about it like we there's a reason for why we do it so we're able to yeah. endure those struggles like just because we love what we do doesn't mean there's not it's like I, 100% more, there's more struggles in all of this like the 90 hour work weeks and like yeah. like you said sleeping at the gym and doing things that like nobody else would do. if you hated your job you, you want to be able to do it you know like you want to be able to make it to the next level if you hated what you were doing because you want to be willing to put in the work that you put in so I think that's so big is mm-hmm. trying to bring that struggle and a reason for that struggle right. you know yeah 100% I mean, like, I mean I feel like we, like we don't even have a job yeah, it's not even a job, you know. When we go to work, like you, if you love what you do and you love, and again to add it to it, like if you love what you do and love the people that you surround yourself with, like, like I don't go to work every day. Yeah, and like, like I don't have a job. Like I, I, I go and talk with kids and train athletes and talk about sports. And the like, biggest... Yeah, I run run a business on the side too, but and like running it. But again, too, like it's fun. I mean, like, yeah, awesome. what's better than that? And the biggest energy, like you, you get like 20 people that come in your room giving you energy, yeah. you know, like they I mean, you're obviously giving them energy, but that's, that's coming back to you. Yeah. It's just like every single time, if you're feeling like a little bit tired, you have one of those training sessions, they just jack you up and you're ready yeah. to go again. You yeah. know, like that's, that's, the, that's the thing. That's what's awesome. It's like, you're having those people that like feed off each other. Yeah. It's just like that kid's feeding off of this kid. I'm feeding off him. He's feeding off me. It's just that community. Oh, yeah. And that, well, that was church is like everybody being together, like who run together of like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're here for a reason. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, Everybody's in it. Like some people might be doing something different, but again, at the end of the day, we're all here for this reason. And that was the biggest, the biggest jump for me athletically was going there, and our tribe was like me, Charlie Dowdle, and like Jameson, you know, <laughs> like just three dudes that are in there, like ready to chomp at every every bit we could get. And it was something that just continued to push my game to the next level because they were if you weren't, they were gonna they were gonna call your ass out, you know, like or they were just gonna make you look silly in that yeah. rep or that play or any of that so that was one of the biggest things is like just getting yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by like greatness like other people right. that are really striving to take their game to the next level so, yeah you guys made charlie charlie was always a beast but then when i saw him after you guys were done with him after that summer i was like holy smokes this place is legit yeah he was a he was a dude he was a dude, <laughs> dude. charlie was a charlie was by far my favorite training partner i've ever had and it was yeah. just funny because i was i was uh, it was going into my junior year and it was after like we talked to Dowdle and all that type of thing, but never really had that connection until we like trained day one. And Charlie's a freak on the field, but was never yeah. that weight room guy yet. And like continuing to train with him and push him in that realm was one of the best experiences I've ever had of just yeah. being able to compete with this guy every single day and like yeah. growing with him. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome yeah. at six AM every morning with Trevor. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a blast. Um one thing I wanna cover with that is you talked about your continuing ed- education and like I see you post like talking to other coaches all the time and really trying to push yourself in that, that next level. What has been your biggest change like even recently from like when I changed trained there to now of your philosophy on what you do with everything? Um, honestly, it's probably just like really understanding like everything. Okay. Like really trying to grasp like 
I mean, I understand like we do a lot of obviously like triphasic yep. and stuff like that. But again, like like they're really like the why, like why, like, why are we doing this? Because mm-hmm. again, like, at the end of the day, like, okay, like you can coach, but again, like if an athlete asks you why, like you should be able to tell them. Yeah. Like, hey, why, like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Why, 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 why are we working on deceleration? Why are we working on, you know, X, Y, Z? Like, why, why do we do deceleration? Why do we do triphasic? Why do we do this? Like, mm-hmm. what, the why behind it? Why do you guys go with the triphasic? I mean, like I from like results based. Like I honestly feel. Are you going here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like it's been from like a results standpoint. Like I've seen great results for my kids who've done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like now how we program and you know this is a big thing. I learned right away. Like I was like I know about it, but again, it goes back to like why. Like, yeah. Why are we doing this? Like that's for me. Like kind of truly understanding. And I'm still young. I mean, again, I don't know everything. Like, you could do like any velocity based program to like dynamic effort like method like we do a little bit of that but again like why yeah like when and when do you implement that mm-hmm. you know like is it before season in season you know again like and it's obviously we have a business too so like okay how do you program it if the kids only come in, in two days versus mm-hmm. three days versus okay that kid's in season you're in season football Austin for you know twelve weeks okay maybe we in, you know is a twelve week block you know four three week blocks or you know whatever it may be with that kid I mean like overall I've just seen a lot of no if you could give like a high level overview of like what triphasic is and kind of the goals like 
like you said, you're kind of trying to learn about it. and Well, you obviously know about it, but kind of just give it like a high-level overview of what it is and how it works. Yeah, so I mean, like, a, like when we like talk like trap, basically, like, like fully centric, right. like isokinetic, chaos concentric is kind of how we break it down. Mm-hmm. So again, depending on how many blocks, so if we're saying like a, you know, a 12-week block, let's say, so like our first four weeks, we do like any like slowly centric. It's like building like eccentric strength. It's like, for people who don't understand, like going slow on the way down. So like we call it like tempos. So like 301, 401, 501 mm-hmm. tempos for like our younger kids, which I feel is awesome for a lot of younger oh, athletes so for again, like learning how to control. Yeah. It's kind of like, for me, it's like building a base. Like yeah. I kind of feel like tell them like, hey, like think of yourself like a house. Like if you're going slow down, if you're very unstable and you're just going down fast, up fast with a heavy weight, and your knees are kind of going in and out. And again, this is where kind of like getting coaching comes in of like, okay, you're talking to a 13 year old, they have no fucking idea. They have no clue. They're like, what is, what is knee centric? What, what the hell yeah. is that? Yeah. It's like, so they're kind of, you know, talking in their terms, so like they can understand it and comprehend. It's like when you're like slowing down, okay, you're building eccentric strength, but again, like you're learning how to control, okay, your body and master this movement no first. Okay, then you get obviously into like an isokinetic phase right. too, okay. Then you go into like chaos concentric where you're moving like heavyweight super fast. Right. You gotta have that foundation before you do the sex yeah. stuff. And that's kind of like, know, like, like overall, like again, like right. you just said, like, okay, if you're moving into like your chaos concentric phase, like right away, where people want like, yeah, I wanna move heavyweight because everybody's sweet. a fucking meathead and yeah. I wanna like lift heavyweight and I wanna lift the house. And that's like honestly the biggest battle of like when kids come in of like, because they see Yoakum squatting yeah. 450 and he's like, holy shit, I wanna do that. But it's like, okay, well, you can't even. You know, squat and do like a perfect squat in general, like yeah. a body weight squat. It's like okay, well, you have to learn the process, and it goes back to okay, you lay your brick That's right. in a different, you know, the different sense. Okay, like you need to start here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to build, and like I think again, I'm like a long term guy. Okay, you're 12 years old. You're not gonna squat 400 at 13. Okay, so kind of laying that out, like hey, right. you need to learn how to control your body, control the movement first. Build eccentric strength. Exactly. Where again, like again, if it's, he's to like twelve or thirteen, like obviously they're not gonna be doing you know one two rep maxes. Like, yeah. You know, again, it takes time. Like again, they they can do the same eight week block. A lot of my kids, I have them go through like an eight week just basic, like push pull squat, okay carry. Yep. And just basic movement. Okay, but again, like they can repeat that like yeah. same eight week cycle for a year. If he's if he or she's twelve. For sure. Or thirteen. But again, yeah, they're gonna get stronger because they're developing, right? Okay, and moving forward. But again, okay, they come in two days or three days, or how much volume are we putting in in those days? Yeah. So, you know, we kind of do just eccentric work with them, and then do you know some isometric work with them as well. But they're not doing any one, two, yeah. three rep maxes at that yeah. age. But again, that's where kind of I've learned too right away. Of like, hey, what's I don't want to say age appropriate, but again, using my eyes and using my ears, is this kid ready from what I see mm-hmm. to like you know? maybe like a three to five rep max and more concentric work, you know, as we lead into the season. Mm-hmm. It's like with our football guys right now as we lead into the season. So I was like kind of laying that out there of, okay, when are we doing this? Okay. And I kind of pro- program like backwards with mm-hmm. kids. So okay. like if Yoakum's going into his football season, so if he starts August 3rd, okay, that 12 weeks is August 3rd. Okay. So if you work backwards. Sure. Got it. Okay. When's like our start date? Mm-hmm. So you're kind of, you know, peaking at when mm-hmm. you go into the season, for example. So it's not like, that's a big thing too I learned as well, of like, okay, like, all right, cool, we're gonna start, he's in here in April. Okay, well maybe we're peaking, we're doing our chaos concentric phase in early July, like right now, let's say after 4th of July. Okay, then what are we doing for those next three week blocks? You know, so kind of 
programming backwards Got it. in a sense. Right. You have to have that like destination. Otherwise, you're just yeah. going to go and up. And that's, what, that's something too, like, not how, not, yeah, so you kind of have to like program it backwards. It's kind of like yeah. a big thing of like, it's like, yeah, I'm going to start, okay, what am I going to do right away? It's like, yeah, they kind of get like, people get like really like heavy and like, oh yeah, we're, we're ready to go. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? Boom, I have this program. It's awesome. We're going to fucking do it. All right, well, we still got another two months. Oh shit, now what am I going to do? Yep. Like, oh shit, like I'm like, I'm screwed. Yeah. Like now what program? Oh, I'm kind of throwing some stuff together and hopefully it, he's gonna, he or she's going to be ready. Exactly, yeah. Okay, well here's, okay, like with my college kids, like we have eight weeks. Okay, we'll do like two weeks of, you know, slowly centric and then two weeks of like isokinetic and then we'll do like four weeks. Gotcha. Like, yeah, good, yeah. Yep. So I kind of block it out versus again, I kind of program it backwards. Where again, like our hockey kids are a little bit different because they go off, you know, late August. Do whatever, yeah. Yeah. So well, they're going to be a little bit different too. One of the points I wanted to bring out there is like convincing them that it's a tough struggle it's like this whole thing is a marathon you know like it's yeah, not a sprint, sprint like huh? if you if you freaking hop into your program thinking it's a sprint you're gonna have three weeks of sweet results and then you're gonna hurt yourself or three yeah. weeks of sweet results and then nothing after yeah. and, it, and it is one of the most frustrating things with so many people like programming for them is they think they like it's oh I gotta go 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 and yeah like, he gets very mad at me yeah he's, <laughs> he's the worst well, that's the thing but, sometimes you gotta tr- like you we train hard but you gotta train smarter not harder sometimes yeah you know, like how you do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, really like, yeah, like we're, people want to be meatheads and we want to throw weight around. Yeah, it's fucking awesome and fun. But again, like, yeah. again, are you ready for that yeah. too? We're like, same thing. I deal with all the kids. Like some kids are 14, 15 and want to, I want to squat 400 because Yoakum <laughs> did it right next to me. Like, cool. But yeah. okay, well, you're not ready for that. Yeah. You know, it takes time. Especially the kids. Like you see kids are, you know, now that I know about this stuff, I see kids running around on the field and, you know, just the sedentary lifestyle and the video games and the yeah. iPhones. They just have no muscular development in their, yeah. like, their ankles and their knees. It's like, geez, all these kids are going to tear their ACL. It's awesome. I love how you guys are doing that with the younger kids, teaching them how to handle eccentric loads like that. That's, yeah. I see, I definitely think that that's and like, a good it's way not to like, And to be honest, like, it's not like rocket science. I mean, yeah. all the stuff that we do is right. like, and that's the thing, like people, it's like, oh, you have this magical formula. It's like, it's never, no. no. Somebody's, selling you, <laughs> really somebody's selling you on a magical formula yeah. and they don't have anything. You know, like it's, it's the person that tells you what it is. Yeah. And like, do you remember like when James Harrison was after the Steelers beat someone in the playoffs and it was like 4 a.m. in the morning, the team got back from the plane. Do you remember seeing this on Instagram? James Harrison was working out. Um, it's like, Everyone was going to James Harrison's trainer, and I was like, "How, like, how can I get to be like James? How can I get to be like James?" It's like he's like, "James is J- James because James is a fucking beast. Like it's it's him. He puts in the time and the effort, and there's no secret formula program. It's just you have to be an animal. Yeah. yeah. And if you just like follow the program too, I mean that's a big thing. Yeah. It's like people come in for I'm sure they probably see results, but then you know like I, I feel better after you know a couple of weeks. But yep. again, okay, well. You know, you're not into your soccer season, your basketball season, your hockey season to start to run three or four months. Like, you got to follow up. And again, you hear it all the time of like, you got to trust the process. You got you to trust it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you, you, you kind of do. Like, you have to, oh, yeah. like, you got to follow to a T. Like, we have a plan. We have, okay, it's laid out for you. Okay, what are you doing this month is going to, you know, correlate to what we're doing month two and month three to month four. What are we doing in the football season? And what are we doing in season? So, again, that's what's important too of like training year round. Yeah. That's a big thing I stress. You know, I talk with parents too of training year round where, you know, some parents just want to like, oh, I want to train until just we get to football season. And, make it and then we're going to stop. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like I, I understand what you're saying. But again, like, okay, well, if you train up into the season, then you stop. Yeah. Okay. 
you're gonna do like a peaks and valleys kind of approach of like, yeah. hey, you're here, okay, well, here goes, okay, your development here. Okay? And instead but of spending here, the here, time like being able to, and then spike back up, you're spending yeah. that time rebuilding to what you exactly. were. Exactly, so you know? if you're down here and you're in the valley, yep. here, okay, well, your injuries are gonna be way up here, higher, okay? And again, you wanna be peaking, you know, at the end of your season, and obviously playing well through the season. Right. But I like, you know, maintain like a 90% rule of like, you know, telling the parents, like, you need to maintain like a 90% rule of what you built up through your summer training, for example, through, you know, volleyball season. You need to maintain 90% of that. So you're not, you know, like you said, Austin, like at the end of the season, okay, you're not, okay, I stopped, the, you know, stopped during the season and now I'm down here. Okay, now I'm building back up. Okay, <laughs> now I'm here. Okay, now here comes the season again. Mm. Now I'm all the way back down here. You're never all the way back that up progress. Here. Yeah. yeah, it's like how, like how are you progressing? How yeah. are you developing moving right. forward? Right. So that's why, I, I mean, I stress a lot and a lot of our kids train year round, you know. It's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it's huge. I mean, like, I mean cool. we understand it, but again, it's just the parents and right. we also like understand like why, like you need to. It's not just we're in here pounding weights, but again, it's a necessity. Yep. And then it goes back to that communication factor of yep. we yeah. know it's, we need to care about it and we need to be able to convince them why they should yeah. care about it and that type yeah. of thing. Exactly. And that's the big thing is just like, you know, some people are just uneducated yep. and like we just need to be educators. Yep. We need to be coaches and just have them understand. Like we're on the same, like we're on the same field. We're on the same page. Like we need to, you know, work together here. This isn't me just trying to get you in a gym. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, we need to get in here and grind it out. It's like, no, this is why. Like this is what we need to do. Like this is the best for your kid. Right. Like this is what I would prescribe for him mm -hmm. or her. Mm -hmm. like what we're doing like this is what we gotta do I love it yeah perfect Thank so we you. end every every podcast with our guests with the question of somebody comes up to you and we've talked about this a little bit before the podcast but somebody comes up to you they're like I hate my job I, I hate where I'm going in life I'm, I feel like I'm stuck I feel like I'm in this mud I feel like I'm in this rut what is a piece of advice you can give me to get out of this to better my life like what can Trevor Morning help me to do become the best version of myself what's your piece of advice I would first just ask them like, you know, what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And like we talked before, like, okay, if that's what you want to do, go and do it. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have one life. You have really one life. That's it. Like you're going to spend 20 years doing nothing and something that you're working for somebody else and not, you know, loving what you do. So you're going to live 20 years of your life and you're done with your life. God, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. Well, you know what? Like quit it and go and do what you want to do. Like it's gonna start, like you gotta start somewhere. Like everybody has to start somewhere, but you have to do it. Like it doesn't matter if you wanna, like we talked, like okay, your mom did her floral thing. Mm -hmm. Again, like okay, it's 20 years. But again, like she's gonna do it, I'm sure she's gonna love it. Yeah. And she's gonna love life. Like you live one time. Yeah. Like you live once. Like you don't get another, oh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get a, a new life in yeah. 60 years, I'll just regenerate myself and have another life. It's like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like you start now. Like start now before, and it turns into one year, and then it turns into five years. Mm -hmm. Like start today like right now let's go that's awesome. perfect yeah. just just so you guys know we're not full of shit like other people are saying this too you gotta freaking do it you gotta take that step i know you're scared i know it's tough i know it's not safe to break out of that bubble but you gotta do it or you're gonna spend 20 years of your life in the same spot you were today and that's not what we want mm. no i'm gonna lay that break baby that was yeah. the best soundbite we're gonna get. I think we've like ever gotten from the podcast. That oh was, yeah, that was sick. Yeah, thank you, Trevor. Thank you. Um, so, well, let's pitch. Yeah, let's pitch Trevor stuff first. So, Trevor, people want to get to know you. Um, they like what they hear. 
Like who the hell, who the hell is this guy? He's kind of cool. He's kind of, <laughs> like what? Uh, how can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram um, at Trevor Morning at Instagram. I'm on Twitter as well. Um, same handle. Um, I do a lot of you know training and a lot of videos, a lot of family stuff, girlfriend stuff <laughs> Got on there that. too. So just kind of like my life and just who I am <laughs> and you know how I like to live and. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so Instagram and then the gym is at ETS South Metro. At ETS Metro. South Metro. Yep. And located in Lakeville. Located in Lakeville. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Um, and then I have to, I usually pitch Austin stuff. So obviously, as we've been saying, go follow Austin on Instagram. It's at Austin Yoakum. Um, check out the blog, What's the website. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the website is yoakumstrength.com. Thank you. <laughs> I don't use it. I get direct access. I don't have to go to the website. <laughs> and then uh, yoakumstrength.com. And then on the website, you can find um, resistance band training where you can buy bands at a discounted price from our buddy's company. Um, they're the best bands you can find in the industry, and they're affordable. Um, definitely a good place to look if you're looking for exercise bands. Um, on the website, you can inquire about getting a program. Um, and again, I'm going to keep pitching the programs because they, I guess, we, like what we talked about today here, it's like the what is only part of the equation, but Austin helps with everyone with the whole process of like, he's going to help you figure out why you do what you do. He's going to help, and then he's going to get you right. And there's four, he can, he does form checks for you. If you work as an online client, you can send in film and he'll critique your form. Um, and then what else? We missed anything there? Oh, it's great too because again, small client or he has a small client base. Relatively, now it's really not that small anymore. But you have access to a guy who knows the strength and conditioning world. He knows his material better than just about anybody out there. And like, you can get personalized programming for exactly what you want and change your life and make the changes in your life that are going to get you to be that athlete you want to be that person, how you want to look like I just got done doing a program for, <laughs> for my arms and quads and calves and <laughs> I absolutely banged it out. You like, banged it out. You yeah. PR'd by 50 pounds on this front squat. It's yeah. pretty ridiculous. But. Yeah. And so do it like the shit works. It works. And you got a community that's in it with you. Um, works so buy the program change your life um and clothing ghost fit my buddy josh parks you can buy some yokum strength t-shirts there and there's also some in the gym now you can come to the gym and buy and anything else anything else thank you for listening keep chopping wood lay that brick